We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. All right, welcome everybody inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, which has its own iTunes feed, as you know by now. So if you usually get this on the regular D.A. show iTunes feed, you can search Permission Granted if you want it on, on its own subscription. It's all free as well. Also available on our website, daoncbs.com. So you can check it out there, and we always tweet them out and put them on Facebook. Also, facebook.com slash The DA Show. Safe to say, suffice to say, that last week was a different kind of week here aboard the Mothership when we had Joey Chestnut and Megatoad join us in studio for our creative hot dog eating competition, and they declined after they had come in to eat the hot dogs, and... That really bothered all of us. That really left a scar on all of us. And it left us on Monday, on July the 4th, all of us rooting against Joey Chestnut and Megatoe. Now, Chestnut ended up setting the world record, the new world record, with 70 hot dogs eaten. He won. Megatoe did not perform very well. He finished with 53, a distant second behind Chestnut by the tune of 17 hot dogs. And one could only hope that he was at least a little bit rattled after what had happened here in the studio on Thursday night. Now, Mraz joins me. You had come down with a weird head cold over the weekend, 4th of July weekend, the weirdest weekend ever. It was hot. It was steamy around here to have a head cold. But we might have stumbled upon something last night when we figured out that you had eaten the rest of Joey Chestnut's hot dog when he had tried the s'mores hot dog. And finally, he finally relented. We had finally pushed it upon him that maybe he had given you some bad some bad germs. Yeah, you know what? When I tried that, that was kind of, that was me, A, I'm not going to waste a hot dog, B, it'd be pretty funny uh, being the guy how I looked at Joey Chestnut at the time as a hero to, you know, oh, I'm going to eat a hot dog that at he started. At the time. At the time. Well, I mean, some damaged stuff has happened right, this since. Is, this is like six days ago. Six days ago, at this time, I looked at Joey Chestnut as one of my athletic heroes. Right. He's no longer that. No. So at the time I thought it'd be fun. Oh yeah, he he bit it. I'll try that. But my Fourth of July weekend was ruined after I came down with this head cold, and the head cold started on Friday, the day after I bit into his hot dog, and that was the only thing out of out of the realm of the people I'm around. You didn't get sick. Joe didn't get sick. James didn't get sick. Nobody at my home life got sick. I got sick, and the only thing out of the realm of difference was me trying that chestnut hot dog. I was disappointed because I actually thought this was a really fun idea. Hey, by the way, why didn't CBS2 ever send their their cameras down here? Didn't Overmeyer say that they were going to send the camera crew? I was actually going to mention this to you during a break tonight when I saw you. I thought of that today because when they 
first of all, when Overmeyer was in the week before, Steve Overmeyer joins us in studio frequently. We mentioned that he said he was going to have them in studio, and he mentioned he was going to come down and shoot some B-roll. When I brought the original people up before Chestnut and Stoney, the guy from Nathan's with the hot dog who said they were eating 20 hot dogs, we found out he was a liar, and the three other people were filming, they said, hey, Steve Overmeyer coming. He mentioned that he was going to be up here shooting B-roll. I said, I remember you were handling that. I know you had texted Steve or whatever. I said, oh, you know, I forgot about Steve. I wonder if he's coming. You know, I'm sure he'll mention something to DA. And then he never showed up, and we got caught up in the whole thing. And I totally forgot about that because then things became so chaotic with them until today, actually. So I don't know what happened. Did he get tipped off and think that they weren't going to eat? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. It might have had something to do with the time change. Originally, it was supposed to be at 7. Then the Nathan's people or Joey Chestnut and Megatoad's people, they pushed it back to 8. So maybe they couldn't get the camera guy down here at that interval. I don't know. But but Overmeyer never told me anything. I know that they went on Overmeyer's show, CBS Channel 2, here in New York. But they didn't eat a hot dog that night. Because okay. I was going to get all over Overmeyer. So, you know, they're going to eat a hot dog with you, but not with us. But they didn't do that. I think they just, they did something with the water. They they kind of tested the water in terms of dunking the hot dog or something. So, but here's why I was bothered was because I thought this was a really creative, good idea. We'd found a way to zig when all other shows zag. And that's what I pride myself on with this show is that it's unpredictable. It's unique. It's creative. And it won't follow the same guideline that all of sports radio does. And so everybody's going to have Joey Chestnut and Megatoad come in to eat hot dogs. That's why they're there. That's why that's the only thing that's interesting about them is how fast they eat hot dogs and the amount. And I didn't want to do that because everybody was going to do that. So we found a creative way to do it. And when their publicist said, yes, we were really jazzed. In fact, mentioned it, to Overmeyer's like, God, that's such a good idea. He was jealous. He did not think of the idea. People that I told in the industry were like, that's such a good idea when they come in. And there's more to that email chain that I'm going to reveal here on the Permission oh, Granted podcast. Oh, wow. Breaking news, if you wow. will. Okay. Not only were, and we keep saying Nathan's. Here's the problem with, with Joey Chestnut, Matt Stoney, Nathan's. There's a lot of stuff that probably gets lost in translation because you're going through different people. A lot of cooks in the kitchen, if you will. Right. So you have them two as human beings. I believe they have the... Per- they are human beings, right. yes. Their personal publicist was a guy who was here. who came- Silver Fox? That was Silver Fox, not the guy with the hat. Silver Fox. He was like the last you know, the last guy there. There were three people with cameras. He thanked us for having them in right. after that was done, even though he knew it was kind of a disaster. So that's their personal publicist. Okay. okay? They both share the same publicist? Yes. Okay. Which I imagine they maybe all the competitive eaters share that publicist. Now, maybe that's the League of Competitive Eating's publicist. No, it is not. This is oh. what I'm getting to. Okay. Okay? So within that, Nathan's is the main sponsor of the contest, obviously. It's the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So they have people that get involved, and they sent three people with cameras and the guy with the hot dogs, and they were representing Nathan's, and Nathan's has their own publicist who was not there, but they kind of back away, and Nathan's just kind of oversees everything. Uh-huh. Major League Eating is technically, you know, like Joey Chestnut and Matt Stoney are part of Major League Eating, just like— The Durant and LeBron. Right, just like Durant and LeBron are part of the NBA, Okay. Major League Eating's commissioner is George Shea. Who Adam does, Silver, if you will. Right. He doubles as the PA announcer to the Nathan. He's with all the funny stuff, the Nathan's Hot Eating Contest. He has one publicist who works under him, who is Tess, who has been there for two years. Okay? Tess is who we referenced on the show. So she works for competitive eating. So I want us to get this straight. 
We went through competitive eating, not through Nathan's. We went through NBA's PR. NBA's PR, not through the personal agent, if you will, of Durant and LeBron. Okay. And not through, you know, Kia sponsoring the slam dunk contest. Okay. Okay? Yes. If that's the best way to put it out there, right? And so the NBA agreed that LeBron and Durant would be in the slam dunk contest. Right, because the NBA is looking out for the best interest of the NBA. So Tess and George Shea agreed that they would do this looking out for the best interest of Major League eating. Okay? Right. That is who I went through. So they agreed that this would be a good idea. They said this would be a great idea. Yes. They passed it along to Nathan's to bring the hot dogs. Nathan's thought great idea. Okay, so so the NBA told Kia, and Kia was like, great, we'll bring the car. We'll bring the car. Exactly. They're supposed to obviously pass it along to the con- uh, the contestants who should go through the agent, if you will, or whoever, with the Silver Fox guy. Yes. Somewhere something got broken down in translation because... I went back uh, to another email, one of the more recent emails, on top of them originally agreeing and them saying they're going to bring more to the team. I know we're getting long-winded here to bring this full circle. They said, quote, hey, we're still good for tomorrow. This was the, the day before. They're just not going to be able to competitively eat against each other. Okay? Okay, we never asked that. We never asked that. So and I'm sure that's something they probably say because they probably get asked to eat. They're going to eat against each other right. in the contest. No problem. Right. I said, no problem. And I said again. The hot dogs are coming. We're just going to make a crazy hot dog and try it. She says, great, thanks, smiley face. This was Tess again. This was Tess again. So we hadn't mentioned that Tess had said this thing about competitive eating. So, but the po- the reason I'm saying this mm. is because the idea of eating in one way or another had to have been broached because Tess got a message back to her, at least, that they would not be able to competitively eat against each other. Yes. So Tess passed along that, well, they're not eating against each other. This is all the bit's going to be. But they weren't even originally willing to do that bit. So the idea of eating was passed along through channels back and forth between the NBA, between Kia, and between the agents. Can I tell you this? This is what I think happened. I think the publicists want to make the media outlets happy. Because they realize there's only a four- or five-day window where they're going to get any media opportunities. For the rest of the year, our show, CBS 2 with Overmeyer, ESPN, the Today Show, will not even mention their names, let alone if they want to come on. Like the day before Thanksgiving, nobody's like, let's get Joey Chestnut on to eat a lot of turkey. Right. There is only a four or five day window. You don't even remember who Joey Chestnut is. You, know, you only start thinking. Well, we of, do. We do. But I'm saying the general, most people. the general public doesn't think about Joey Chestnut's name until the, the weather starts turning and you start eating hot dogs. That, that rings a bell. So I think the publicists all said, hey, whatever they want, that's that's great. We love the publicity. We love the attention. We're not going to get this. Because remember that these guys eat all year long. Like there's a pierogi eating contest, I'm sure, in like February. Well, they mentioned that in the introductions, what they're all the eating champions of. There's yes. all these random contests that people, I'm sure, go to boardwalks to see or whatever. Right. But we're not going to talk about the freaking, you know, pierogi eating in February. So the publicists want to do right by the media outlets because they realize if they say no, there's no reason to have these guys on. Yes. But, and I think that it's totally understandable, hey, they're not going to be able to to down 12 hot dogs right now in two minutes or 20 hot dogs. I would never ask them to do that, even though Badlands Booker has done that. I would understand Joey Chestnut, Megatoe, these are champions, grandmasters. I could understand that. But I don't understand the inability to try a hot dog. That's all we asked him at first. Yes. Because the, the whole bit was... Megatoad makes a hot dog for Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut makes a hot dog for Megatoad. They both got to eat it. Okay, that's one hot dog. Okay, 
We only we then scaled back the expectation to just will you try the crazy hot dog? And they said no. I think at this point, Joey Chestnut was just being a diva. I think he was just cranky, being a diva. It was a long day because apparently they did the car wash in Bristol at ESPN where they do all the shows. I think they he was cranky. Megatoad goes along with whatever Chestnut does. because That was obvious. Because Chestnut's a bit of the alpha male. And Chestnut has their name recognition. And Chestnut's just more outspoken. And I think Chestnut became a diva. He became cranky. The publicists were like, oh, crap. You know, and then they they can't say anything to him, I think, because they kind of feel like he's the breadwinner. He's the LeBron. And then Megatoad was just not going to, you know, step out of line there. But I, I don't think... Any any part of this was training, or we need to be paid, or it has to be in the in the in the contract. I don't think any of that was a legitimate excuse from Chestnut. I think he just didn't want to do it. I think that's right, and I think if you, a lot of what you guys saw on the radio, you couldn't see their facial expressions because we had the guy here saying, from what he was told, they were eating twenty hot dogs all day, uh, and then the itineraries and stuff. I'm sure Chestnut's not staring at an itinerary all day. These guys are probably updating on them what's going on. Yeah, we we're, were going here. This is what you're doing. We're we going were there. Here. We were their last stop. Right. It's, it's two hours at least between Bristol and here from the time they left. They were obviously sitting in traffic. They were cranky. They were tired. And Chestnut had enough of it all day and got here. And you know what? He didn't suck it up for a half an hour and just say, you know what? Deep breath. I have to get through this and I can go rest, do whatever it is I got to do. And I'm good for the night. Instead, he sat there, whined like a baby, and didn't realize how he was coming across to me. Yes, I would agree. And Joey Chestnut doesn't have kind of a, a, a bubbly, colorful personality anyway. He's socially awkward. He's just, he's not a conversationalist. He doesn't, like, I don't think you would want to go hang out with Joey Chestnut at a bar. You wouldn't be like, let's go watch the game. I agree. I agree. So, so he was put in an awkward situation because he didn't want to do it. He was expected to do it. And then it just it became cranky diva where, oh, what am I, Jenna Jameson? It's like, no, you agreed to all of this, and now you're bailing on the, at the last second. I'm not a trained monkey. Well, it was agreed upon, and we're not asking you to do too much. And by the way, we're, we're live, dude. We're live on the radio right now. We actually have real listeners across the country who have tuned in to hear you eat crazy hot dog. Like, get serious. Yeah. So I think the publicists were very embarrassed. I, a, after it was done, I said, boy, should I have just gone way harder on them and just, like, flipped out and, and you know, yelled at them to leave? Because, I mean, frankly, are we ever going to have Joey Chestnut or Megatoad back on the show? I mean, I guess maybe if, if we go through the proper channels again and we're like, hey, this happened last time, they have to eat a crazy hot dog or they have to agree to the next bit. I, would we ever have him on again? Boy, you know, it's easy to say no in the moment right now. But, you, you know, time heals wounds. T- time heals all wounds. Time does. LeBron wounds. could go back to Cleveland. I, I'm sorry. My mic is, like, dying. What's going on with the mic my, over there? My mic is uh, shorting out on this pot. I would say that there's always a chance he could come back, but it would have to be stated and brought up in the renegotiating to bring him back. Very what, clear. What has happened? Like, we're not going to yes. have this happen again. So here's the plan. Is this going to happen? If not, don't bother coming. Yes. Now, a lot of people, a lot of listeners weighed in on Twitter, on Facebook. I had friends that listened that texted and said, hey, good job keeping your cool. You know, everything... It ended up being an okay segment anyway. You made something out of nothing, which 
which I appreciated hearing. I, though, went back and listened, and I'm like, I don't think that was good radio. I I shouldn't say that. I think it was interesting because you never hear people say no on, on something that goes on in the air. Right. The word no rarely happens. But I don't think we got anything really out of them. I think people were very uh, gracious and it was nice to hear. I don't think we got anything interesting out of them. No, there was nothing interesting out of them. I think, if anything, all we got out of it was we got a lot of people pro us out of it. I think he, I think Joey Chestnut turned a lot of people yeah. in that. Yeah, that's true. I think two things became clear. Number one, had they gone through with the bit, it wouldn't have been that interesting anyway because they're not that interesting. Like, if it's we true. said... Okay, Megatoad, make a crazy hot dog for Joey Chestnut. He would have been like, no, okay, maybe some of this. They wouldn't have had fun with that. They're, they don't seem fun by nature. No, and, and they didn't think – they didn't kind of get the pushing the limits and how gross can you be and how crazy. They they weren't kind of in that world. I see what you're saying. They, they're they not people who relate to what we do on the DA show. And they're not playful. The, the DA show is crazy and playful. They are not that. No. But you would expect – people who eat 70 hot dogs in one sitting to be that your whole existence and we've had booker in studio and he's like that yeah he that's gets right. it yes so by having booker in studio who got it and yeah. did it for a couple of years you, a guy who was willing to come in at four in the morning and do it you expected them all to be like yes that. and apparently they're not right that was the first part i said boy these guys are just not that interesting and if they had gone with it it wouldn't have mattered because they wouldn't have been creative with it number two at the very least when Joey Chestnut finally did try the s'mores hot dog, and we finally got Megatoad to try the the breakfast cereal hot dog, can they review it a little better? They eat food for a living. They and, and freaking che- eat food for a living, and they their their food reviews were terrible. And Chestnut brought up originally when he wasn't going to eat, I could critique it a little bit. So you're thinking he right. can critique it a little right, bit, right? Right. So what? So because you were trying it, now you couldn't critique it at all. His critique was awful. Yeah, and then told me when I was trying to give a good critique of the s'mores, oh, don't even pretend. Well, dude, let me do what I got to do here. Yeah. Trying to save the bit. His, th- both of their existence are eating food. It's all about food. They All they do is eat food for their life. They have to figure out a way to shove more food in their body than anybody else, and they can't even critique a hot dog. I, I mean, I, I forget exactly what it was, but Joey Chestnut was like, oh, well, um, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of gross. Um, I mean, you know, I'm like, that's your freaking critique? But there's a lot of pent-up anger here out of you. <laughs> Just let it out. I feel like we're in a therapy session. This is as angry as you've ever been after a guest situation. Well, only because I can understand, well, outside of Richard Justice. Oh, forget Richard Justice is the worst. That's the most riled up. I've I already ever forgot, been. man. 2016, a rough year looking back. Thankfully, so, that was a Joe booking. And that was only like a month ago, right? That nope. was like Memorial Day weekend? Yes, it was week? Memorial Day week. Yes. No, just, no justice for Richard Justice. No hot dog trying for Joey Chestnut. What's going to happen on Labor Day? <laughs> I might take a five day week. <laughs> All right, you had a head coat over the weekend, head cold, and so uh, yesterday you guys taped the side B, and you'll get to hear a more head coldy 
Mraz. Yeah, so if I sound slightly worse, that's why. This was uh, the side B you're going to hear was taped the day before. Me and Joe review our uh, 4th of July weekends because Joe hit the Fire Island Trail again, which we picked up on the PGP. Oh, boy. So last time he went, Tobias Harris stood him up, and he was kind of striking <laughs> out with women. So if you're a guy who likes, you know, seeing hot chicks on the 4th of July, let's hear how Joe did on the 4th of July weekend at Fire Island. Okay, was it better than Memorial Day weekend? I would say he uh, he had a big RBI day. Okay, all right. That's coming up on the side B here on the PGP. All right, everybody. Welcome to side B of the Permission Granted podcast. I am your associate producer, Joe Deloisio, joined by executive producer who usually introduces me, Sean more rash. Sean, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Joe, <coughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for uh, for bringing us in. I did not have the peak energy level to intro us, so I uh, I appreciate you bringing us in. Oh, no problem. What's going on with you, big guy? Well, we're going to get into that when we discuss 4th of July weekends, but uh, you know, I guess we can start right there. 4th of July is come and gone, a big weekend, a weekend that I know you took off a couple days, had some fun. Oh, yeah. I was not here on Sunday or yesterday, Monday on the 4th. I spent the weekend again on Fire Island, which we discussed. Uh, With the in, Tobias Harris snub a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, the uh, Tobias Harris snub. And it was absolutely amazing, and I had an amazing time. Well, before uh, before we get into that, I guess we could discuss my 4th of July weekend, yeah, which was not as good as yours. It sounded uh, pretty crummy, considering you sound like dog poo. Yes, so if you could hear my voice now, it's it's good that I'm at work, and I can actually speak to some degree, but... My body essentially shut down from the time I woke up from a nap Friday after doing Tiki and Tyranny until I could light fireworks on Monday night. Wow. I had, uh, much like last year when I had sun flu, which was much documented on the show, this was no sun flu. And back in in January, I had a little hard cold that became bronchitis. If you remember that cough that's now become legendary in the laugh montage. Gross. The old body here is getting, sh- you know, used to get sick never. Then it was once a year. Now I'm up to these twice a year sicknesses. I had a bad head cold, Joe, from Friday around 6 p.m. I woke up from a nap after coming home after doing Tiki and Tierney until, well, I still have it, obviously, but I could not do anything all weekend. That's a shame. And you were looking forward to the fourth. Now, do you think it could have been because of the uh, quick turnaround? Now, we did have a little bit of a tough week on the DA show. Well, yes, which which we need to talk about. We had a little bit of a rough week, and then you had to be up bright and early for the Tiki and Tierney. And, you know, it was a late night the sh- night before, then Tiki and Tierney the next day. Maybe your body just couldn't handle the quick turnaround. Okay. I don't think it was the quick turnaround, but I'm glad you bring that up because this has to do with the show. And we'll bring it full circle to where I am today, where my voice sounds like this, okay? Last week on the DA show, and I made a joke to DA about this off the air. When we look back uh, on paper, there's always that when you build a roster on paper moment in sports, right, Joe? (laughs) Of course. You're going to look back, and you're going to look back at the guests on paper and say, you know what, that was a good week on the DA show. I think we started with a little Kevin Burkhart, uh, Jeremiah Atauchu, the linebacker from the Chargers. Who will be doing the Macarena after he Right, which if we get the Macarena, we're going to look back that week even more fondly. He they, he was originally booked for Monday. He has to cancel because he's still on a flight like a half an hour before he's supposed to come on to do his spot. That gets pushed to Tuesday. So I'm stuck with only one guest on Monday. Doesn't exactly set the week off in a good mood. I get him on on Tuesday. Tuesday we have him and we have somebody else booked who I'm forgetting at this time. But that was the day that Buddy Ryan and Pat Summit both passed. was last week on Tuesday. Okay. I... 
tried as hard as anybody could try as a producer to get somebody who played for Buddy Ryan to come on the show on Tuesday to discuss. Dan Hampton made his rounds on every show. I didn't want to go that route. Mike Dicka was on Gottlieb. Obviously, he loved that Dicka. These guys were just on Doug. I'm trying anybody from his Eagle teams. I'm trying other guys from Bear teams. I went through, I counted 11 different people on Tuesday to try to get on. Joe, you were here on Tuesday. You saw this happening. I was here on Tuesday, and I actually, for the first time, probably the only time we'll back you up here where you actually really tried your hardest. I know we were going back and forth earlier that morning trying to bring together both of our contacts right. to see if we could bring someone on the show. So this, like I said, the first time I'll ever admit this, that you actually tried your best here. And you know what? It's one of those things, man. I just got into a slump. I couldn't get anybody. And I think that it bothered me as a producer. It sat through me because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I really came up short here. Yes, we had two guests already on the show, but it would have been awesome to have somebody who played for Buddy Ryan in that spot, obviously, because that's what the topic of the day was. So it, it bothered me and ate at me. So after we had the guest bail on Monday, got pushed to Tuesday, gave us two guests, I struck out on Tuesday from that aspect. And it didn't help us on Tuesday that uh, the show I mean, prior, to, uh, prior to us, the Doug Gottlieb show, uh, producer extraordinaire Adam Klug had about everybody under the sun to talk about. Yeah. He had about seven guests on in a three-hour show. So, you know, DA's sitting there, and I, and I could tell it probably bothered DA because he, you know, he sits there, he wants to do a good show, and we did a good show anyway. If you listen Tuesday, I'm sure you enjoyed the program no matter what, but behind the scenes, we do care, and we want to deliver that program. So that sat with me. I didn't get that. Wednesday comes around, and I was still trying to get Buddy Ryan, guys. I don't get anybody on Wednesday. We do have Alexa Dat in studio on Wednesday, I believe that was. Yep. She ended up being very funny. It was a good spot, but again, no Buddy Ryan guests, so whatever. My carrot at the end of the whole week was I was going to deliver Joey Chestnut, Matt Stoney. Your carrot? Well, you know, they said a carrot at the end of the week, the diamond at the end of the week. I, how, how are you comparing carrots and diamonds? I never heard that. Carrots suck. Treat of the week? I guess. That would have made more sense. But I think there's a saying, a carrot at the end of the week. Who the hell would want a carrot at the end of the week? You know, that's nothing to look forward to. I don't know. It's a saying. I think you made that up. <coughs> You're making me cough here. All right. Well, anyway, my... Dunkin' Donut at the end of the week. All right, was that gonna, sounds better. My hot dog at the end of the week was going to have these two freak shows, slobs, in studio on Thursday. And we promoted it, whatever. We end up finally getting somebody who played for Buddy Ryan on Thursday, two days later. And I think DA at that point was like, do we still need a Buddy Ryan spot on Thursday? No, and he's I got a point. But DA, <laughs> you're getting him and you're going to take him. Blaine Bishop ended up being a great spot anyway, discussed. You can check it out on DA on CBS.com. The interview's there. How Buddy Ryan's main goal in the 93 Oilers was to make other quarterbacks poop their pants. Said that, so it was very funny. But we get the two eaters in studio, and of course, which everybody knows by now, they put up a resistance to trying a hot dog, which everybody competitive eating had agreed that they would do, or at least the PR people. So there was a lot of miscommunication and breakdowns, and it caused what I think ultimately probably is better in the long run for the show because I maybe not for the long run of the show, but in my life and DA's life. We will forever have the story of Joey Chestnut and Matt Stoney, mainly Joey Chestnut, um, I guess we should say, putting up resistance to eating and being awkward. And that's going to be a, a, a more memorable moment, I think, than if Chestnut would have just simply tried the dog and there wouldn't have been a problem. And now, I wasn't here for that night, but I did. When I'm not here, I like to tune in. Right. I I was listening, and it just was so awkward and uncomfortable. The whole thing was just... It was a scene out of out of Seinfeld. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, DA did a good job controlling himself because I think if that was me, I would have said, boys, get the hell out of here. 
Which he would have pulled the plug. I would have pulled the plug. Get lost. But Joe, from the producer standpoint, I have the emails in front of me, and it's already been a week, like I just said, with little things adding up. And even so, you know what else too? Besides the guests, it's the first week after the NBA draft, after the NBA season had ended, where as a producer, you really have to come up with ideas and topics. And I got to be honest, got to be creative here. I had nothing. I had nothing. Uh, I I just not that I can't be creative because I have come up with ideas in the show that have stuck. A lot of the uh, the hot doggy, the original wienership was my idea. I thought it would be a good idea. Uh, Market Watch is a, is a staple. That was something I pitched to DA when I interviewed with him. So, I mean, listen, could I do a lot more as a producer? You betcha. Yeah, I would agree with that. But for me to have, I had basically nothing in the call. You know, a lot of the callers weren't there. And I don't blame you callers. You guys are listening. But there's not much to call in on. I felt weak as a producer. So to get those guys in studio and set up this whole DA had the idea of the condiments, and I set it up with Nathan's competitive eating to have them not deliver and come up with awkward. I my heart was sinking as a producer in that spot, and it was like my whole world had caved in finally after a long week. That was the last, the last hurrah. Right. That was the only saving grace of the week, really. So we fast forward to today after Fourth of July weekend has passed. Friday, DA was off for the long weekend. John Jastrzemski, JJ filled in on the DA show. You produced. With Mike Samter, the producer of Tiki and Tierney, taking off for a long weekend on Friday, the bosses slid me down to work with Tiki and Tierney earlier in the day so that I could have off the evening of 4th of July week and still work, and I could have the weekend without having to work with DA. Great. Okay. I get that. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to have off Friday night. I'm going to have off all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. After the stressful week, I need to recharge my batteries. DA even said something in the newsroom. You know what? Get through 4th of July week. Recharge your batteries. Have some drinks. I'm going to barbecue all weekend. I'm going to go to whatever parties and barbecues. None of the above happened for me this weekend. What a shame. Friday, I get home from Tiki and Tierney. I take a nap. I wake up. Something ain't right with the back of my throat. It's pouring rain out in New York. You know what? Weather's crap, whatever. I watch uh, Orange is the New Black, which I want to get into on next week's Permission Granted podcast if I can remember. (laughs) I'm like, all right, whatever. I have dinner. Saturday, I wake up. My wife wants to go to the beach. I'm not feeling great. I go to the beach for maybe two, three hours. Usually I go for like five hours. I'm there. The sun's beating down on me. I am not right, Joe. When I tell you I'm not right, I'm in a bad way. And when I was growing up, maybe when you get sick, don't you always feel like that's winter time, fall time, change of the seasons? I never remember being sick in the summer. Summer generally has never been a time I got sick. I got sick last year with the sun flu, like I mentioned a little earlier. I get sick this weekend. So I leave the beach. I'm going, I'm not right. I shower. I lay down. I go, maybe I could do something tonight. That was weak dreams. From the time I laid down Saturday after the beach, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> I could not get out of bed until Monday afternoon. That so, sounds horrible. So 4th of July weekend, Saturday night's barbecues going off, fireworks, the whole deal. I'm in bed, knocked out. Sunday. I mean, that's, I had a big party I was supposed to go to. That could have been a great beach day, pool, the whole deal. I was in bed to the point, Joe, I had to wear a hooded sweatshirt and not one but two pairs of pants, not shorts, no air conditioning on, and I was shaking like a wet chihuahua. I Oof. had the chills, the shakes. I had sweat pour from my forehead. My wife's sitting there. I'm telling her, you know, try to stay away from me. I don't want to get you sick, but she's trying to do right by me. We went to bed. I felt bad for her because she wasn't sick. 9 p.m. for good Sunday night. So I didn't even stay up to watch anything Sunday. I'm sitting there. I'm basically just reading Twitter the whole time. 
watching whatever TV I can, taking naps in and out, just trying to have this system pass through me. Monday I wake up, I had a little energy back, but I had what you could hear in my voice, a little stuffy with the nose, but I said, okay, my parents were going to barbecue and I had bought a lot of fireworks that if I don't light them off Monday, when am I lighting them off? I spent all this money on fireworks and I had done it with a neighbor. So I, you know, I had a little burger, hot dog at my parents' house, but I wasn't, you know, the life of the party by any means. I light off the fireworks and by the time those lit off, 10 o'clock last night, Monday night, I'm taping this on Tuesday, I was in bed for good. I woke up today. And a lot of people walking around this place have asked me about my voice. Why didn't you take off? Why didn't you take off? Well, A, I was just off for a couple of days. B, I know how I felt Saturday, Sunday, and even to a certain extent yesterday morning. I'm much better than I was. My energy is back. But, man, I had to get out of my apartment, man. I felt like that was a sick town. Yeah, you sound terrible. But the worst the worst 4th of July weekend of my life by far. And I kind of feel bad for you because, like we were saying, you had a bad week. Right. You had a really bad week, and this is all you were looking forward to, and it just seemed like it got worse. Bad week into chestnuts screwing us, into me being sick. And this is, you know, and here I am back at it again at work. I could, you know, I missed. Why couldn't I just be sick on a, a March weekend where March Madness is on? I'm just sitting in bed anyway. I'm sick on a weekend. I want to be outside doing a million things. That may be a little karma for you. What do you mean by that? Oh, you always want to get out of here. Oh, is it Friday yet? Is it Friday I yet? I love the weekend. Well, what is I love the weekend? You rushed it, and now you got sick from it. So that's a little karma. I don't think that's karma, Joe. That's not very nice. But anyway, enough with my boring, long, amble story about how I was sick while everybody else had a great 4th of July. You went to Fire Island, revisited again, and how'd you make out? Oh, did I make out? I was hitting Literally? I, oh, literally. Oh, I hit, yeah. I hit two home runs. Two home runs? Well, no, not two actual home runs, but I had two hoochie mamas, one early in the day, one before I left. Oh, this was a doubleheader? Oh, it was a doubleheader. Not on and separate days. This was one day. One day. Two girls. Doubleheader. Could have went for tr- for three, but we ended up leaving early. Ah, you got greedy. You tried to go for the Reggie Jackson. I would have loved the Reggie Jackson, but it wasn't my fault that we had to leave. My friend's girlfriend was being a, a party pooper. If Nobody likes for the her, party pooper. If it wasn't for her, I would have been Mr. July for sure. Mr. July for Joe. Were they hot? You can be honest. Or, or were they, you know what, they're available. You know what, the first Put it this two- way, put it this way. Was it the Mets last year trading for Yoenna Cespedes? Or was it the Mets last year trading for her Uribe and Kelly Johnson? Was it they're available, or I nailed an all-star here? No, I nailed an all-star with the first one. Okay. All-star. I was a dancing machine. I was... Ah, and okay. And that's, that's a key. And I've always enjoyed dancing. But there was something. I was just feeling it that day. I was dancing. I was happy. I was smiling. So our group had a big circle. I was in the middle of the circle, absolutely ripping the dance floor up. And then other people saw me. They just jumped into the circle. So it it was awesome. It was so good. So I got one all-star. The second one it was a potential all-star. She had a lot of potential in her. A Didi Gregorius, if you will. Yeah, sure. And, and, and the third one... It's actually better off that I didn't end up doing anything. That was more of uh, one of the Redskins hogs on the offensive line? Is that the way we're going to go here? Yeah, probably. At that point, everything started getting blurry. Okay. 
All right, listen, nothing wrong with that. And by then, it was like 4.30 in the afternoon. Everybody's got to eat, right? Everybody's got to eat. I love it. I love it. By then, it was 4.30 in the afternoon. Everybody, well, everybody's getting a barbecues at 3. You basically have, you know, lassoed as many girls as you can by 4.30. Well, I was actually ready for bed. I'm I'm, I'm upset that we left, but I think it was better off for you my well-being. You left about 5 o'clock? Around 5 o'clock. But we started drinking that morning at 7.30 a.m. with uh, mimosas and bagels. And this was Sunday? This was Sunday. Nice. So I'm shaking with a hoodie, two pairs of shirts, and you're, you're hitting triples. And I'm just shaking with barely any clothes on. Oh, Nice. Nice. So Joe had a much better weekend than me. Uh, Joe, so you may not have followed this at all on Sunday. Uh, and this is what I wanted to close with here for just a, a minute or two. Since I did have a lot of time to scan my phone doing nothing but sitting on my couch all weekend, our very own, somebody who I believe actually filled in on the DA show for DA on Monday night, Adam Kaufman, who you've heard a million times. He's been on the Permission Granted podcast as our movie our movie entre- entrepreneur, movie expert. Uh, not an entrepreneur. I don't know why I'm saying expert. that. He it works up in Boston, WBZ, does stuff on the Sports Hub, and it, I guess he hosts a Celtics show or something like that. Celtics at 7 Celtics every Saturday, seven. I think. So he fancies himself as a bit of a Celtics expert, a man of the Celtics fans. Mr. Celtic. So this weekend, the Kevin Durant watch was on everything. The Celtics, like clowns, sent Tom Brady to help their pitch or whatever. So I think any honest NBA fan or expert would say, we all thought Kevin Durant was probably going back to Oklahoma City, and if he wasn't, he probably would end up going to Golden State, though that was still hard to picture, right? Yeah. Is that where we were at? Yeah. And there was sl- slim hope that he could end up in Boston, and then you saw earlier that weekend that they signed Horf- Horford, right. and you're like, okay, once maybe. They, once they signed Horford, that slim chance was out, I felt. No, I kind of felt that that could have brought brought him in. Ah, uh, see, I thought the opposite. I thought that was Boston's sign of, listen, we know we're not getting this guy, but we still have to save face. Bottom line is this. You're giving Boston a lot more credit than I did. I thought they had no chance to get him. And Adam Kaufman, it's one thing to send one or two tweets out at different times during the day. Hey, keep an eye on the story and think some witty stuff. He, I, There were so many tweets I could lo- I could not count. I lost count. It was every five minutes, at some point every two minutes, with stupid gifs, stupid lines, all about like waiting for Durant and the Boston people and and stay patient and a nonstop. He embarrassed himself. And, you know, we love Kaufman, but he, he says he's not a Boston honk. He was a Boston honk this weekend. And it has to be said. I'm going to be honest. I agree he is a Boston honk. It's Boston, 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 Boston. I do not follow Kaufman on Twitter. I used to follow him. You unfollowed Kaufman? Well, I noticed that he unfollowed me. Oh, no! I was following him. He unfollowed me, and I said, you know what? I don't need this Boston junk all over my Twitter wow. timeline, so I'm going to unfollow him. So I unfollowed him, but I did see because I saw DA tweeting at him, so I happened to click, and like you were saying, tweet see, after tweet after tweet. See, I got to be honest. I muted Kaufman during the draft, okay, because he was too much with the Celtics draft stuff. And I was talking to DA about Kaufman or whatever. I saw him tweet at him. So I, I unmuted Kaufman just because, again, I'm home doing nothing. I wanted to see what was cooking. I lost my mind by Sunday night. And then I tweeted something with his Twitter handle, you know, being like, this guy's become a joke on here. He texted me, sidebar texted me, you know, I've gained 1,000 followers with these tweets today. Well, I mean, is that what we come to for cheap follows? Meanwhile, you're unfollowing Joe? He unfollowed me. And I don't even know why. And I don't bring a lot to the table. I, I'll admit that. You bring more than him. Thanks, I appreciate that. You bring more than him. I appreciate that. So, Adam, that. we love you. I'm sure I'm going to work with you again soon. 
boy, that was rough to sit through. That made my sickness even worse this weekend. And I'll tell you what, if I was following him, I wouldn't have muted him. I would have unfollowed him. I would have let see, him know I've had see, enough. See, I actually consider myself friends with Adam Kaufman, not just an acquaintance. I do genuinely like him as a person. He's made me laugh. I enjoy working with him. However, I know I stir the pot on Twitter. I know I throw grenades, but I do that purposely because I want to create discussion. You two are the same per- uh, people on Twitter, though. You're the New York honk. He's the Boston honk. So but please. I, but, I, but I will criticize my teams when they deserve being criticized. I've criticized the Yankees all summer long. He will never criticize his teams, nor will, he, point. Nor will he be unrealistic. Fair point. I mean, yeah, I mean— I, I can be realistic while having dreams. He's unrealistic, doesn't ignore and doesn't acknowledge his Boston honkism. I acknowledge my pot stirringism. You know what I mean? Embrace who you are. Embrace the honk. He does not embrace the honk. And that's the message I will leave you with on this permission granted podcast, Joe. That was a wonderful message. Embrace the honk. Embrace the honk. Well, Joe, thank you for bringing us in with the energy. No problem, anytime. Joe, you can follow him at Twitter at? At Joe DCBS. Joe DCBS. Check him out. The man hit two home runs this weekend. You can follow me at CBS. Thank you, everybody. Have another great summer weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.